Welcome to See Uncovered, a place where you'll find the stories of proven entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Ashley Henschel. NCAA Division One football. I grew up in South Central Los Angeles. I uh, went to 52nd Street Elementary School, Audubon Junior High School, Dorsey High School, which is a really good um, high school in the inner city of LA for football. Uh, where we won the city championship there. Then went to the University of, uh, I went to Glendale Junior College, I should say, before going to the University of Pacific. And got my uh, degree uh, at the University of Pacific with a minor in sports medicine. And uh, at the present time, I am um, not in football, but I am a partner in a tequila business called Grand Leenda Tequila. I'm also a partner in Hemp Partners uh, Vermont LLC. And I have a foundation um, that deals with human trafficking. How slash why did you pivot from player to coach? Were you always passionate about coaching? I pivoted from player to coach because I wasn't good enough as a player. Uh, I think um, you have to realize who you are. And I just wasn't as athletic or talented enough to be uh, an NFL player. I really thought I was going to be an FBI agent. Uh, But when I look back into my life, uh, when I was in high school uh, as a senior, our head coach at the time, he left. He left our school from Dorsey High School to Westchester High School. There was a window of time in between there where we didn't have a coach. And so I took over that role. So people have been calling me coach ever since I was a senior in high school. And it just kind of stuck and I became a coach. But my biggest reason uh, for being in coaching was uh, I am very passionate about it. But second, because I think that seed was planted in me at, at a young age. I've never heard of someone coaching as a senior. That's actually a really funny story. Were you like the head coach or? I, I was before that month and a half until we hired a coach. It was like I was the head coach. So I would plan practices. I would plan meetings. You got like elected as that yeah. role kind of? Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's so funny. That's very, <laughs> how do you slash did you deal with adversity? Well, how I deal with adversity um, is I try to meet it head on. I try to look into the situations that are not going well and see what my role is in them first. I think you have to know where you fit within the adversity in order to be able to move on from it, to deal with it, and to put it behind you. But if you don't, because it's very easy to blame others when things happen and think it's truly about them, when it might be just you. And so you have to face those things head on and understand exactly what is your role in this uh, when you're dealing with adversity. How do you think you were able to break through in an industry that does not have predominantly minority head coaches? I think it's very simple. It was hard work. Uh, I made a decision um, at a very young time in my coaching career that I wanted to be a head coach and that I was going to travel whatever road that was going to be to get there. I made a lot of moves in my career uh, to put myself in position. Um, There's no question in the National Football League, this is a 100-year history of the league. There's only been 18 minority head coaches in the history of the league, and I've done it twice. So I'm very fortunate and grateful, and I thank God for those opportunities, uh, and I know I'm blessed uh, for having those choices. That's amazing. I did not know the number was so low, and the fact that you've done it twice is incredible. 
Um, what is a piece of advice you would give to a high school entrepreneur or a high school student working towards a leadership position? What I would give a, a young person that's working towards a leadership position is first, make sure you understand your craft, understand what it is that you're trying to accomplish, and then go find somebody that can mentor you that is much smarter than you have gone through what you're intending to do and understand what steps you have to take. Uh, you may have great passion and energy, but you might not have all the knowledge. So I've always believed you invest in yourself first and foremost. So going to find a mentor is investing in yourself so that you can grow and become better. If you could say one thing to a high school slash college version of yourself, what would you say? I would say uh, probably what I, the way I just kind of answered it, invest in you. Really spend the time uh, becoming as good as you can be. Be the best version of yourself at all times and understand that chase perfection. And if you don't get it, it's okay. But you might fall on something that isn't, this world is not perfect, but you might fall on something that's really good. But if you don't chase it the right way, if you don't go after it, you have no chance of ever making it happen. So go chase your goals and dreams. Let no one tell you that you can't be and do what you want to do, but make sure you strategically have a plan in place to go attain the things that you want to attain. What has been your most satisfying moment in the NFL and why? Probably my most satisfying moments in the National Football League was uh, becoming a head coach of the Oakland Raiders because when I look back, through my history, when I was a young a guy, uh, probably about 17 or 18, I used to work for CSC Security, and we would guard all the cheerleaders and the fans at the games when the Raiders were playing in a Los Angeles Coliseum. And Al Davis would walk out in his suit. It looked like he had a group of men. He had an entourage, like he was the leader of the mafia because he was in all white. And I said to myself that one day I was going to work for him and I was his last head coach. And so I will always remember that. And that will always be special to me. And that's something I always wanted to do. And the other uh, thing was becoming a head coach of the Cleveland Browns, because it's very unprecedented that uh, minorities get second opportunities. So those are the two things I'm most, most, uh, you know, happy about. The script really flipped when now you could see it. That's actually a really cool story. Um, how do you stay focused with everything going on and being a coach and whatnot? I think it's about being organized and uh, having a system in place. Um, you know, it's a saying that the early bird uh, is, is gets the worm, and that's true. I think you have to be real dedicated to the things that you want to accomplish, but you got to have a process and you have to understand that your process and it could change. Uh, I don't think you just lock yourself into something, but you got to lock yourself some, into something that's going to give you success. And then once you realize what that is, boy, you just continue to hone it and work at it and find a way to make it better so that it brings you the success that you want. What did you look for when you were hiring for a position to fill a role in your staff for the NFL? When I was looking for coaches um, on my staff, the first thing I wanted them to do was be um, loyal. I mean, you have to have people that are aligned in your vision uh, because all it takes is one person to be different and then it doesn't work. So alignment was first and foremost, the right collaboration with people because 
they have ideas, you have ideas, even though you're the head coach, you have to be willing to listen. And so you have to be collaborative that way and be a good listener. And then I wanted people that could teach. Can you teach this information to men at high level? And there's all kinds of ways to get to people. So you have to be a very dynamic teacher because there's so many ways to uh, move the needle that way. And so I would look for men that could do that. And then I look for people who had the energy and the motivation to want to do more because it's a people business. And, uh, but at the same time, it's a business of motivating and, and driving and disciplining and prodding and pulling. And you have to have people that can do that. Did you experience any failures as a coach or a player? If so, what did you learn from those mistakes and how did you make it better? The failures uh, that I will remember and will go down in my, uh, my long legacy and history will be uh, my time at Cleveland, not winning enough games, you know, being in a situation where we didn't win. And I always say to people, uh, yeah. I didn't take a job to lose. And I don't think people are built to lose. But sometimes it just doesn't work out. But what you do is you learn all the things uh, when you look back that you could have done different, that you wish were different. And you make very good notes about those things. You know, when I talked about alignment, collaboration, vision, all those things are so important to success. And if those things are not working together, there's a good chance you won't have success. So you have to go back and see where that probably went wrong and where the messaging and the communication and those things went wrong. And um, that's something that will always stick with me because that's what I've learned. And you have to do that at a high level, especially when you're coaching in the National Football League. My last question is, in your eyes, what makes a good CEO and leader? You kind of touched on it. But. I think what really makes a good CEO and leader is the person who's the CEO and the leader has to understand that they serve. They serve the people that they're leading. You're putting that position because you can get people to follow you. People are not going to follow you if they don't trust you, if they don't believe in you, and if they don't think you have a vision. You know, you can't just be fly by the seat of your pants. You have to have a process and you have to be able to impart that to the people that you're leading. And then you have to make sure that you give them the necessary resources in order to help you towards whatever goal that is. And so I think leading is truly serving. And I think if you go at it from that standpoint, good things happen. Thanks for listening to See Uncovered. You can check out more at www.createeveryopportunity.org. Thanks again.